Hi, and welcome back to the European VC, the go-to podcast for everything European VC. If you love our show, share it with your friends and join us in the EU VC community syndicates at theeuropeanvc.com. Today, we're happy to welcome Juan, partner and CFO at Portfolio Stock Exchange and member of the board at Startup Wise Guys. This year, we had the pleasure of recording with Juan at How to Web in Bucharest. If you enjoy our content, do support us by hitting the follow button, giving it a review and following us on LinkedIn. Want to be on top of who the best up and coming emerging VCs in Europe are and maybe even invest with them? Register for our newsletter at theemergingvc.substack.com and be the first to get in the know. Juan, welcome to the European VC. Super cool to have you. We're here live from, uh, not live, but in loco from How to Web. Why the hell are you here? Hi, David. Thank you very much. I'm here in Bucharest because we are from Wise Guys, Startup Wise Guys, running an acceleration program specialized in fintech. This time it's a vertical here. It's just happening here partially because we are doing it mostly uh, virtual. Uh, since COVID, we decided to go hybrid. So we do about half-half. And today, our startups are pitching this afternoon in the event. How many do you have here? Here, 11. 11 startups here. They're pitching, but there's also a competition, right? Do you expect them to win? Well, not really, because, I mean, there's, there's still one third in the program. We normally don't put them into startup competitions until the end. So what I uh, expect from them is to so that they commit enough mistakes so that we can help them correct them. Right? Ah, that's beautiful. So we are pushing them like hell. They are all as nervous as they should be. Right? <laughs> so that's uh, more or less the, the, the way it is, right? Yeah. I asked because I, this is how Startup Wise Guys really got on my radar in terms of the syndicate into, into your challenger fund, because I realized Every single day, I feel like I'm seeing a new contest that someone from Startup Wise Guys has won. <laughs> because it's amazing how many of the competitions that, that, how many batches do you run at the same time? So you're running the FinTech and then you've got four other verticals? Well, it depends on the year. So it's growing every year. So we are up to uh, five batches at the same time. That doesn't mean in the same place. So yeah. it's uh, all virtual, different cities. So today we are present here. We have uh, one batch running in Africa. We have one in Malaga in Spain. We are starting a new one in Bilbao. We have one in Milan. So it's starting to get complicated. Yeah, Different is. verticals. <laughs> Traditionally speaking, we are a SaaS accelerator, yeah. but we evolved towards uh, cybersecurity as yeah. a vertical, uh, sustainability as a vertical, extended reality and VR as a vertical yeah. in Malaga and fintech. Yeah. And just giving some context to the listeners, because as you said, the startup wise guys family is starting to become complicated. <laughs> a bit, many cousins, many brothers, many parents. <laughs> but you have, so you have the Challenger Fund, which is the one that we're investing into, Challenger 2. That's a 20 million fund that invests, co-invests with all of the vertical focused funds that are then attached directly to each of the, you know, accelerator programs that are then happening in each of the cities, as you just described. Absolutely. And this is what people should imagine in front of them, that there's this co-investment fund called the Challenger Fund, and then you've got the vertical-focused funds. The vertical-focused funds, if we dive into, because that's where you are on the on the FinTech one. Absolutely. And I'd love to just have you talk us through what is the FinTech accelerator, what do you teach them, why do you have a fund backing that, and, and who are the LPs that you're bringing in for that? Because I love the ecosystem that you're building around each of these verticals. 
and of course how the challenge of fun plugs into it. All right. So as you as you were saying, I mean, there's been a history in, in Startup guys that has been evolving from small kind of. Uh, investment clubs in which we created small vehicles to invest and up to Challenger 2. As you say, Challenger 2 is co-investing not only in the new verticals, but also in the former portfolio companies when they raise money. So it's, it's a different... Yeah, that's more of a picking, yeah, picking the ones that are best performing. So Challenger 2 bases, uh, as we know those startups from the very, very beginning, and we have a lot of information that's something, you know, we can start pick uh, uh, the ones that uh, we think are better. On verticals, we have decided to create this first uh, fintech fully dedicated uh, fund. We have been doing already five or six vertical batches on fintech. We started in, in, in Latvia, in, in, in Riga, we have run several of them. These are, this one in Bucharest is the last one we are running. And we have agreed that the vertical is wide enough to have its own fund. It has, it needs different things than others. At the end, you're talking to most of startups in this arena, talk to all banks, all you know, insurance companies, all asset managers, and they need some specific skills, if you want, or connections to, to, to the market. So that's why we decided to do this. It's not really a fintech fund only, so it's, I like to say it is a fintech broadly stated, so it's yeah. fintech, insurtech, regtech, so anything that has to do with financial institutions. We do have several startups that could be very interesting in the digital identity arena because that's very much linked to the world of banking, right? But that's what we are starting to do from next Monday, actually. One of the startups that is best known in your portfolio, I think, is Ready Player Me that just did the 56 million euro round or dollar round led by A16C, giving you guys 7.2 million, I think, on a 10,000 euro check, which is pretty nice. <laughs> no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment. Um, but does Ready Player Me, did they come from a, one of the fintech batches or was that from one of the others? No, actually it didn't come from a fintech batch, it came from a generic SaaS batch yeah. because we were very open and we haven't gone through fintech specifically fintech but for this occasion so that, that i was mentioning so actually we do have other batches yeah. who do have fintech yeah. startups anyway yeah. Right? Yeah. the whole concept of fintech is very generic because at the end when you are in a specific moment in the big chain that could work for other things but suddenly have a particular angle for a bank yeah. it becomes fintech right yeah. i mean fintech doesn't mean neobank no no neobank is just one part of it right at the end a guy who is able we're talking today with one of the startups who is actually a payment orchestrator and you say what the hell is a payment orchestrator <laughs> a psp orchestrator right i mean you have a very specific angle where the startup can provide extra value in the past they have come from SaaS accelerator batches uh, we also have in our funds we don't only invest in acceleration. We do invest, we can invest specifically in startups that we think are interesting and that we know for years, even if they haven't gone through the accelerator. So some of them come from those uh, moments. I can't resist, I'm, I'm changing topic completely and I'm probably butchering our, our quick fire round. But something that Andreas and I are quite excited is the innovation coming from new startups catering to the venture world. They tend to be, in my opinion, fintech-like companies or regtech-like companies, for example, now it's super easy to set up an SPV, right? A couple of years back, that didn't exist. I'd love to ask you, as someone that is knee-deep in fintech, you know, what do you see coming from fintech that you think is interesting for the venture industry as a client, right? Not necessarily as an investor. Wow, I didn't expect this question. <laughs> what I normally tell these fintechs is that they need to start stopping fighting against 
banks and insurance companies, right? Yeah. Because most of them, when you talk to them in detail, they all want to become a bank. They all want to become an insurance <laughs> Which company. Which is a terrible I mean, you know, if they are so bad, why you want to become one? Exactly. Because I want to do exactly. it differently. Yeah, but all of them thought, thought the they same. They all say that, right? So, at the end, what I think is that the more people know how the banking industry and the insurance industry works, the more you find a specific niche where you can do better than them, yeah. right? That's where I think there will be a lot of opportunities. So the guy who is able to, as I was second talking about the PSP, the guy who is able to facilitate the management of the bank of the different PSPs in different countries, the guy who is able to make it easier, not only to know your customer at the very yeah. beginning, but yeah. the follow-up on that. I mean, your ID has expired. Oh, damn, what do I do now, right? Yeah. Those angles are the ones who I think are more and more relevant. Is it going to be payments? Is it going to be in the world of know your customer or, or ID? Is it going to be in the world of asset management? Is it going to be in the world of how do you transfer fiat money to crypto? We don't know yet. But what we know is that being an expert or something that is actually a pain for a bank can be a very good uh, uh, success factor for the future. Don't forget that we are particularly focusing on B2B businesses ourselves, right? So we believe in B2B a lot because of the speed of evolution. I mean, B2B allows to grow in a steadier and faster way than B2C who needs a lot of capital, right? So most of our things are going to be B2B in our, in our perspective. That kind of answers yeah. a little bit your question. Not too much, but... No, but it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think it's, you know, the successful startups that we have seen are doing exactly what you're saying, right? They're, they're hitting a smaller space rather than going to try and build the neobank. Your answer, for me at least, your answer is a reflection of the startup wise guys model, I believe, which is we're excited about B2B SaaS. We're excited about all of these spaces. We don't necessarily know what is going to be the next big thing. And that's the way that you actually build your portfolio, right? Well, that's true, but it also answers to the moment where we invest, right? What we grab is, it's not very, very, very early stage, but to a traditional VC, they will be, they will be very, very early stage, right? So we jump into the moment where the MVP is around, right? Yeah. So the team is there, the idea is there, they have a product, they have a first, some kind of first customers. So there's still a lot of question marks for the future, right? And there's always question marks, but there's, here there's all of them, right? <laughs> In our case, we build the portfolio based on the idea, of course, based on the market potential that we see, but particularly on the team, right? The team has to have knowledge of what they talk about. They have to be fully committed. They have to be coachable. What means coachable? They need to make their own decisions. If they're on, if they're on a startup, that's what I normally repeat. You know, this is your startup. You made it called bot, right? Yeah. You have to be able to listen to other people talking to you. That's the moment where we enter, right? And uh, yeah, it's true. It's very particular software as a service uh, companies that what we normally do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're focused on fintech. I am focused on fintech. Yeah, and absolutely. that involves fintech, intratech, regtech. Absolutely. That. Our listeners are emerging GPs, some LPs, and a lot of people that Hello, are... Hello, LPs. <laughs> Hello, I Hello. Want to talk. Hello, Mr. LP. <laughs> now, but we also have a lot of people that are investing with us in our syndicates because obviously they love the asset class and they want to be part of it in some way or form. And so what should these people know about uh, Startup Wise Guys, the fintech operations? What's coming in the future? What should we know? Okay, so... Let me, let me give a little bit of history here. So we are software as a service. We have already 325 startups invested. We are very, very proud of the success. I mean, we don't know if we do it well, or we sell it well or whatever, but the truth is that what we call a survival rate, which is the number of companies who are still actually 
invoicing after 18 months after our accelerator is around 80%, when normally it's the other way around, right? Yeah. Normally it's 20% the only one who exists, and in our case it's 80. So what we're doing from there yeah, is- and, uh, If we just pause on that, because the survival rate of Y Combinator is around 40, 50% or so. Uh, you know, your numbers are amazing compared to the competition. Well, we, you know, we don't like to compare ourselves because at the end, to be truth, our focus is the founders. Yeah. So surprisingly, we are an investor who puts himself on the side of the founders. Yeah. That allows us to be different from others. Yeah. I'm not saying we are better, no, no, we are right, just different, right? right? Different, but yeah. that's, we are just different, right? Yeah. So, so what I was trying to say is that with our experience in startups, guys, what we are saying is we now know enough of yeah. the fintech, insurtech, and recreative environment to be able to fully dedicate yeah. our knowledge into yeah. that, right? We have gone through already, I was doing that, the example the other day, and I had trouble because we had more than 30 startups yeah. already in the portfolio who are fintech, insurtech, yeah. or recreative, yeah. right? And that's, that's a big number. Yeah. So it's that way that we normally happen. We learn about that and they say, hey, that's the moment in which we have to create a vertical yeah. to work on that. We do have the expertise. We do have already a certain number of portfolio companies. Apart from the 320-something, there's already around 30-something which are fintech. And then we decided to launch the fintech uh, fund. So we are launching this fund, which is called Overlooked Market uh, Startup West Guys Fund, fintech fund, which has several particularities. So the first one is, as Startup West Guys, selection of very seed, very early stage companies. To get 10, we normally see around 400, right? That's more or less yeah. the ratio we have, right? So we get that one then we will follow up in investment, but we also have around one third of the fund will could invest in different startups if needed, right? What else is particular? We are attacking what we call overlooked markets. Yeah. What is overlooked markets? Are those markets who are not the ones in which you have a presentation with a fintech and then your valuation is 20 million, yeah. right? This is a place where there's a lot of knowledge, yeah. there's a big market to grow, but there's not enough financial support or money support to make them grow. Yeah. That means what? That means Eastern Europe, Southeastern Europe, that means North of Africa, that means uh, Latin in some cases, I mean yeah. Africa in some cases, probably not Asia, although maybe Australia. Yeah. So th those are the places where we're gonna be looking at. That's also where we think our network can help more to get the diamonds, the raw yeah. diamonds that we try to help, right, to, to build. And it's very much in its early days, right? So you just shared with us something that's very recent, right? Well, actually, theoretically, I'm not starting the capital race until next Monday. So <laughs> LPs listening in, <laughs> if you want to get first dibs. <laughs> so, uh, so I do have already some uh, soft commitments. We are, I'm leveraging my particular network in Spain, so we are getting some soft commitments over there. Yeah. We are looking for investors that know what they want to invest in. So this is FinTech, this is InsurTech, this is linked to the financial industry. So we're looking for people who are knowledgeable so that they could help. I mean, normally an investor from our side will ask them to come over and talk to the startups in a certain moment, so that's what we do. We are looking for institutional investors, but also and particularly for, I would say, 200, 300, half a million tickets around, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's very, very early, as you say. Yeah, we jumped right into the meet. We didn't even ask you of one, who are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us your background, uh, even though this is completely reverse of what we normally do. It is. Let's, let's end the episode of just hearing, who's the guy we just heard from? <laughs> okay, so let's make it as brief as I can. I cannot make it too brief because today is actually my birthday, so I'm becoming 52 today. That was my next question because Happy I was going to ask, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, are we so lucky that you're the guy who we were asked by the Startup Wise Guys team, Doug and Alexa, 
can we bring our birthday party to the EUVC syndicate dinner tonight or would that be too many people? And I said, well, let <laughs> but, me just see. I'll have to look. So yeah, I'm very yeah, happy that you're the guy. That's not only me. Now. That's not only me. So our legal, our legal counselor, Annie, is also celebrating today, but she's not here. So uh, too, too bad, too bad. So, <laughs> too bad. so yeah, so I'm, I don't know if I'm the wisest, but I'm the oldest in the Sato Wesley's community. I'm t from today more formally. Um, so I'm Spanish. I came from uh, consulting and then I started working in banks for many years and also in insurance. I've been in several retail banks, uh, treasury also, started my own startups many years ago, closed some of them. That's where you learn a lot. I mean, I, it's not that I wish anybody to close their startup, but you learn <laughs> a lot. Been working in investment for the last, I would say, 10 years, both in private equity, VCs, and my own money and collaborating with Startup Wise guys from a fintech uh, expertise to a certain extent. So I know what the payment is, that means he's already a fintech expert. And uh, that's more or less um, married, uh, four kids. Uh, four? Four kids, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> productive man. <laughs> Used to be. Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. That's right, that's right. I'm very happy to say that we have two and we are not going to have more. <laughs> you should, you should. I, my advice is that, you know, once you have the first two, if you leave enough time, the following two, you have the first ones to take care of. Ah. So it's actually economies of scale. I mean, think scale, scale, it's smart of thinking. <laughs> scale. Think scale. This, is, this is a wise guy. <laughs> Our audience would know that I tend to share too much, overshare. I made the decision that I went to my doctor and I said, I am not having more kids. Fix this for me. <laughs> okay. I have a great story about why you want to uh, shave your balls before, the, just the hour before, because I went and got the, uh, shaved them just before. When they put the fucking uh, uh, alcohol on it to make it sterile, I was burning as fucking shit. <laughs> that was... Well, you know, you know, you went uh, from a clinical thing over there, but you know, I was going to tell you that if you really think you have anything to say about that, yeah. you know, ask your wife. I mean, she's the one who will yeah, give you the proper decision. So <laughs> don't even think you have a say on that at all. Not, right? But we made the decision and go work, so, uh, so it worked. I always thought that the thought of a syringe in my balls would be bad. But now I realize that it's actually worse to have just alcohol on freshly shaven balls. So. It's much better to have more children, I can tell you. Yeah, it's probably... And it's, and it's good for our retirement, anyway. Uh, I'm we, sure are, we, so. are, we are already R-rated in Apple Podcasts. Yeah, no, After this conversation, I don't know what's the next level, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah. X-rated. We're not R-rated, we're X-rated. Yeah. Uh, Juan, we're going to move into the quick fire round. Quick fire round is how we end every single episode. We ask... Quick answer questions, 30 to 60 seconds each. Are you ready? No. <laughs> Let's go then. First question, what areas, sectors, or technologies are you excited about that many people around you aren't really that excited about? Well, I'm particularly excited about blockchain in general and the application of blockchain to um, international money paying. So I'm particularly excited about that. I think there's a lot of things that can happen over there. Yeah. If you talk fintech settlement, money coming actually to the account of that something that is not solved. Yeah. We live in a world of, you know, or you are into the SIPA or you are into the SWIFT. I mean, yeah. US thing, European thing, but there's a lot of other countries and that money is not, that, that's not answered. Yeah. yeah, very cool answer. Second question, many of our listeners are emerging GPs, emerging fund managers. What would be your tips for them? Start small, look for a first investment, and then look for the money and grow small by small. I wouldn't advise to go for the first, you know, I know a lot, I'm gonna raise my first 30 million fund. Look for one deal, look for investor for that deal, build your own track record, 
and then move forward. That's my advice. I love that. Many of our guests do say something similar. Start small, move quick, Cornerstone LP. Focus on that rather than you know growing to build. That's super cool. Third and final question, which is typically the hardest one, which is what is the most counterintuitive thing you've learned since you've started working with the Startup Wise Guys team? When you have a lot of years of experience, working in very, very big institutions, C-level, you know, you think you know it all, right? And then you, know, you think you know everything about your vertical <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then you realize that you are talking with somebody in a, not even in, a, in an acceleration program, but, you know, already just in the selection phase. And you learn a lot from a guy who is 16 and has, together with his father, they're launching a startup in the U.S. Yeah. And then you say, damn, um, <laughs> what this guy is saying is actually, you know, following my card castle down because what he says is right. So I would say that learning from people who have no experience at all is what I think, yeah. Thanks Juan so much for joining us at the European VC today. It has been amazing as always. Thank you. Thank you guys, it was great. Thank you for listening to this episode of the European VC, the go-to podcast for everything European VC. If you love our show, share it with your friends and join us in the EU VC community syndicates at theeuropeanvc.com. Want to be on top of who the best up-and-coming emerging VCs in Europe are and maybe even invest with them? Register for our newsletter at theemergingvc.substack.com and be the first to get in the know.